you a bunch of blockheads, and welcome to Wii Universe. This is the uh, show where we are playing every single game on the Wii U. And today we have come to a rather intimidating task that uh, we are more than equal to. I would say we have quickly become the greatest experts of all time. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm greatest expert of all time, Steve Guntley. Hello, this is Woody Siskowski, and I'm 75 years old. He's turning to dust as <laughs> yeah. I as I watch. Yeah, here we to talk about Minecraft. That that's the thing. My great grandchild's favorite game. <laughs> there, there is there are few things in the world that will make you feel aged and decrepit uh, than trying to dig into Minecraft. 10 years into what is like a huge phenomenon. But that is what we're talking about today. We're talking about two games, Minecraft Wii U Edition and Minecraft Story Mode. We're so talking we are about, digging right into this. We're talking about one giant game and one Netflix TV show. Weird, <laughs> yeah, this is one of the weirdest episodes. Like for This, this is one of the the episodes that kind of breaks the format of our show. because yeah, It kind of breaks my brain. It breaks like, my brain a little bit. There's, yeah. a, I, there's a weird... I think there's a pattern which can be easy to fall into where when some you don't understand you don't really understand something that you know is very popular it can be easy to get angry yeah. without realizing it it's like that stereotype of how like well it's probably like a big fuel of moral panics in general it's sure. like, not that i'm like morally panicked about minecraft or something well no but, but like, there there is i think i think we're we're fighting back because it's like something in our brain it's like oh this this popular thing within this thing that like within this field that we like is so far beyond our understanding. Yeah, I, I, you get angry. Yeah, yeah, and you have to recognize, like, for whatever criticisms I might have for the game, like I'm trying to go at it in a reasonable way. But a lot of that is something where it's like I just, I just don't understand, and I just, it's like I want to understand. I think like we would need a kid sitting next to us to really like bring that sense of wonder and understanding to this game, which we just don't have, being as we well, don't have any kids. Well, good news, because <laughs> uh, you had mentioned that last week, that like, yeah, you know what, we really need a kid to, uh, to, to weigh in on this. And so uh, I reached out to my friend who has a nine-year-old son, uh, and he very graciously agreed to come on and talk with he me took a little time bit. Out of his busy, busy he took time schedule, out, he had a of busy hitting schedule. trees. He has, he has trees to hit. He's got stocks to broke i guess yeah, sure he's a stockbroker. So, okay uh but he agreed to come on and uh talk for a few minutes about minecraft so i'm gonna cut over to that uh right now all right so i am joined today by tevis hi tevis how are you i'm i am doing good i'm really glad to have you here so according to my records you are a kid is that correct yes okay because, see, it says on my notes that you're 90 years old. Is that right? Because that would make you not a kid. Do, if you do took I have... away the zero in it. Oh, my secretary messed this up again. Gladys! Gladys, you're fired. Okay, I'm sorry. She's she's done. This is her last warning, all right? Because you're clearly not 90 years old, right? That's nuts. But I, I don't think a 90-year-old would know much about our subject today, though. And I wanted to bring you in because... You are a, uh, according to your mom, you are a Minecraft addict. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're very well versed in the world of Minecraft. Yeah. So I am a grown man who has never played Minecraft before. Is that weird? Do you think that's like bizarre that I've never done that? Yeah, but like, don't worry. You're not alone. My mom's not 
Just like I'm pretty much the only one who plays Minecraft in my family. Okay. All right. So it's not that weird. Like some of us old people are okay to take a pass on it. Yeah. Uh, when did you first start playing Minecraft? Because Minecraft is about as old as you, right? It's it's not that old of a game. Uh, Minecraft came out in 2009. Okay. So a little older. A little older. Uh, how long? How old were you when you started playing it? I was like three or four. Three or four. Okay. All right. Wow. So what does what does a three or four year old build in Minecraft? Like what was your first project? I'm not very sure, but like I think it was uh I don't know. I really I normally really like checked out the stuff my mom and dad built. Okay, so they had some stuff in there for you to mess around with before you got started? Yeah. Okay. J- just like some somebody told my mom that I, I might like Minecraft, and he was right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right. So, like, when you open up a game of Minecraft, like if you're starting a whole new world, is that called a seed? Am I wrong? Yeah. Okay, if you're starting up a whole new like seed. Like you're not, like you're not wrong. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, so if, when you open up one of those, what's the first thing that you do? Like if I'm opening up a game for the first time, what should be the first thing I do? Collect, collecting wood. Wood, okay, that's a good thing to get early on. Okay, all right. Yeah. I did that, I just punched, a, I played the tiniest bit, I punched a tree a whole lot until like it disappeared and I got some wood. Yeah. Now what do I do with that wood? So uh, you go into your crafting mem menu and uh, craft some sticks and a crafting table. Okay. Oh, you can build a crafting table. Yeah, okay. This is all that, good to know. I didn't know any of this. Yeah, and then that expands your crafting area so you can craft everything. Okay. All right, so that's what I should start with. I should look for some wood. Do you, like, build a shelter? Do you, like, build weapons? Like, how? what kind of player are you? Do you like to just, like, build and kind of play around, or do you like to fight creepers and stuff? I like to do what I can do to, like, survive. Like, say, hunting down a few sheep. Mm. So I normally, like... Well, what they do to you? Are the sheep mean? Or do they attack me? I don't know. No, but... Genuine you, question. But you need to kill three sheep for the... Wool to make a bed, and then you need uh, three blocks of wood. Okay. All right. All right. Okay, that works. So you probably, you want a bed. You want, you want to build, like, a house for yourself, I assume, right? Yeah. Okay. Like, uh, like the trick is to s- start small. So, like, there's a lot of, like, so you can fit more stuff into your day, like all the essentials you need to do for, like, your first night. Okay. Say. All right. All right. Now I keep like the, the little bit of time I spent, I, I, a day cycled and I went to nighttime and then a bunch of things just started killing me. Like, is that pretty normal or am I just really bad at it? That's pretty normal. Like it, it's kind of normal, but like as you keep playing more, you'll find a way to defeat the zombies with a sword. All that re- takes is a stick and two wood Okay. For, for a wooden sword. Oh, that's not too bad. That's not but, too bad. I think you can do that. But if you play a PC-exclusive version of Minecraft called Minecraft Java Edition, mm. 
then you can like he then an axe would uh, do a bit more damage. Very cool. So your mom tells me that you've played Minecraft on like every system. Is that right? Do you have a favorite version? Do you have a favorite way to play? play games on PC now, so okay. I only play it on PC. And PC stands for personal computer. Yeah. Yes! I nailed it! I know stuff! Take that, world! Sorry, excuse me. I'm over-celebrating. I'm, <laughs> I'm taking fine, the small fine, victories. I'm very excited about this. Uh, so, alright, Did have you ever used Minecraft for, like, school or anything like that? I know some people do that. No. You never tried it? Not exactly. Okay. All right. I know some people who went to college made entirely out of blocks. Do you believe that story? Because it's true. Because I made it up. Which makes it true. (laughs) You can't ignore me. It is a perfectly valid response to ignore me when I'm saying nonsense. Uh, So, are are other kids your age, like, really into Minecraft still? Or is it, like, uh, uh, is it still, like, as popular as it was? Or have you guys just moved on to different things? Yeah, like, uh, well, a lot of, like, people, uh, like, kids still play Minecraft. Oh, they do? Okay. All right, so it's still super popular. It's even, like, super popular, like, with adults. Like, mostly adult YouTubers who who are, like, making a living out of it. Wow. That'd be a pretty good way to, to make a living, actually, if you could just, like, play with Minecraft all day. Uh, so the main character in Minecraft is named Steve. Do you think he's named after me or was I named after him? Because he does kind of look like me, right? Like my head is very square. (laughs) No, you'd look, you'd do better as like an Alex. Which one's an Alex? Alex is like a, a girl. Oh, you think I'd, I'd be better as a girl Minecraft character? No, no, no. Which is fine. No, like like you do you. <laughs> like, I will. You know, I think I went through all my questions. Do you have any questions? Uh, no, n- not really. Perfect. But I can give out a couple tips. Please, yeah, hit me up. Let me let me move your mic down a little bit. Go so, ahead. So there's not really like any like difference or like ending in Minecraft which you might think is a little weird but yeah like the only ending is like after you've defeated the hardest enemy in the game the ender dragon have you done that before no okay in the mode in the creative mode tons of times okay all right so no real end to the game so you just kind of want to just like enjoy your time a little bit do you like building stuff or do you just like more uh uh, do you like making machines do you like making houses like how do you how do you usually play i normally like like here's how i get acquainted Mm -hmm. so i do like i i fit everything into my day and then like the next day i get a bit more more food and then do exploring perfect that actually sounds like a good day, way to just manage your life, right? In real life, you just you get your stuff done, then you get some food, then you get to do some exploring. Yeah, like that's a good way to like. If I were planning out my day, that's how I. That's the order I would do it in, actually. Yeah. 
I think that's a good way to go. I think that, I think uh, I'm excited to dig into this game. It sounds like I'm going to learn a lot from it. But thank you for coming by and for providing your valuable perspective. I am not quite a 90 year old yet, so I don't quite have your age and wisdom. But oh, these are still wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I still have this wrong. I'm I'm gonna fix. I'm gonna. I need to do a find and replace. It's You're nine. Fine. Nine. Okay. Got it. No. Got it. Well, thank you for coming by, and uh, uh, thanks for helping me out with this project. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> All right. All right. We will sign off now and back to the regularly scheduled show. And we're back. Whoa, that was so fast. That was really fast. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, so many insightful points were made on that audio clip I didn't hear. Thank, <laughs> but. thank you very much to our guest for coming in and uh, elucidating on that a little bit and to his mom for uh, coming in and babysitting and... Uh, yeah, yeah. So thank you. We appreciate the perspective on that because, yeah, this is something that is so far beyond our understanding. So what, what, how, how much exposure have you had to Minecraft? Like, what's your experience with it before today? I believe I might have played it on a web browser when I knew that it was the most popular thing on Earth. Mm. And I'm like, I just kind of want to see what this is. And I went around and I whacked a couple trees and I was like, all right, I am sick of this. Yeah. Um, and then, of course it's very easy to get caught up in the, the news of Minecraft. Like, oh, yeah. just on your usual video game journalism sites, they'll be like, somebody recreates all of Pac-Man in Minecraft. Yeah. Or yeah. these sort of crazy things about how popular Minecraft is. And just, and, you know, I have I have a nephew who is not, uh, nine years old as well. Mm -hmm. um, I think he's, he's definitely still into Minecraft, but I think he's mostly graduated to Roblox. Okay. But one thing that I was thinking about that's odd is sometimes the discussion comes up about like the idea of monoculture yeah. and how we're sort of past that where like in the nineties there were these, or even way back in the set, like the finale of mash or something where like things were so popular because they were all anyone had access to. Right. And like nothing will ever be that popular again. Cause even things that seem like culturally significant, like game of Thrones yeah, yeah. are still like splintered amongst like everyone's got so many different interests and there's so much content out there. Yeah, it's one of the like like if the best the, the highest rated episode of Game of Thrones is still lower than like the lowest rated episode of Frasier or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I do think that there's merit to that, but one or like that's obviously a pretty true thing that generally there's not a lot of monoculture anymore, but I think there's really there's still monoculture among kids. There is. And that's I think part of it is that people I think that part of the success of Minecraft is that it appeals to kids and it is so popular and kids want to be part of the conversation of whatever's popular. And yeah. so these games that have just been giant, like Minecraft or Fortnite, I think have stumbled into the fact that like it's all about like a community. Exactly. Which which is cool, which I like. And but this is the intersection of a lot of different worlds that I just don't understand. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't really get YouTube culture. I don't really get streaming culture. I don't mm -hmm. really get Minecraft culture. I don't really get youth culture. So <laughs> yeah. lots of different things are intersecting here. And uh, so this game, I is think like, this game is like birthing pod of like what... Yeah, this is sort of like the fixture of like where I stop understanding video games is Kinda. like basically at Minecraft. It's like pre and post Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> so like I don't get the fascination with like hitting things with pickaxes to get to and then building forts. Right. Which, so I guess for, for yeah. our listeners, like when you're as you're approaching this episode, just kind of keep in mind, this is sort of like a... Uh, like an archaeological or uh, sociological experiment. You know, okay. this is like, imagine 
two aliens came to Earth and you need to try and explain the most popular video game in the world to yeah. them. Like, we are those two aliens. Yeah. We are the ones who are firmly on the outside of this. Well, what, what uh, is your experience with Minecraft? Like, pretty pretty much exactly okay. the same. I think uh, I, I heard, like, oh, this is the biggest phenomenon of all time. Like, all right, I better check this out. I downloaded the iPhone game and I'm like... I don't get it. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Uh, I'm turning this off. Yeah. I'm going back it's, to something I understand, like taxes. It, it, it's uh, it, it's taxes. just interesting, too, because like you have professed as being like a, you're a big Stardew Valley guy. Love it. Yeah, and love like, Stardew Valley. This game, I think, scratches a lot of those same... Like I'm not big on Stardew Valley because, like, to me, that's not like an exciting game. It doesn't like sure. stimulate me in a way that I want for video games to do. No, no. Whereas this Minecraft doesn't really either. But the, I think the main difference between like Stardew Valley and Minecraft is not the gameplay, but like the fact that Stardew Valley essentially gives you goals. Yeah, Stardew <laughs> Valley it, 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 is like intensely, it's intensely goal focused, yeah. and that's why I get a lot of satisfaction out of it because I'm someone you know like. I, I keep a, a long to-do list on my phone mm-hmm. every day of like things I just need to get done. And it's just some, it's very satisfying way for me to kind of structure my day, you know. Um, and that's just kind of the way my brain works. And I think Minecraft kind of breaks my brain a little bit because it drops you into this world with infinite possibilities, an infinite tool set. You can do anything your imagination uh, tells you that you can do. And I just kind of blank out. I just, I, I, it's just white noise all of a sudden and, in my head. Yeah, in some ways, for like as alien as like so much of this feels, I'm like, why do kids like this? Like, it gives me, it makes me happy that this is the game yes. that kids have gravitated for, and it's been so huge. Because like, when you know, when I was that age, I would have been, you know, playing, I don't know, Super Mario World or something, which sure. is a great game of that course. like I, I like, but is like. There's not really a lot of creativity in the world of Super and Mario World. I mean, the it's, the things that people come up with in Minecraft are astonishing to yes. me. Like they really, really are. It, it's even more so than like uh, Mario Maker, which we were talking about. Because yeah, Mario Maker, you're still working. You're still making a Mario game, no matter what. Minecraft, you can make any game. You can yeah. make anything. Like uh, people come up with the craziest shit, and it's really cool to see. I mean, I yeah, we will get into more in a second. I know we're being a little unstructured here, but like Mario Maker, I think is a good analogy because. Yeah. Because, like, that's, so far, is, like, our number one game on the list. It is. And it's because, like, the things that it does of, like, fostering a community and being able to join other people's levels and just see all the cool stuff they've created is is really cool. And Minecraft does all that kind of same stuff. But, like, with Mario Maker, it's grounded in something we understand. Uh, yeah. Which is Mario, get from the left end of the level to the right end. Clear-cut goals. Yeah, exactly. and we're like, there's enough here that we understand that we can also understand like why you would watch YouTube streamers play this and things like that and it's just like so many aspects of Minecraft are so foreign yeah and it's like I don't get this at all no it's it's uh it's pretty fascinating and I've I've been trying to dig into this game throughout the entire week just to like play as much as I can and understand as much as I can and even if I had an entire year I wouldn't come close to getting the complexities of this so you know, take a lot of our things with a grain of salt. We're going to be mostly going through overview, history, stuff like that. Uh, but we're covering a lot of ground today because we're not only talking about the main game of Minecraft, we're also going to be talking about Minecraft Story Mode, which opens us up to talk about Telltale Games, which, which is its own whole crazy yeah, Just to be subject. clear, because that's a confusing title, Minecraft Story Mode is a different game. Different game. It is not a mode within Minecraft. No, totally different disc, different game, different thing. So let's dig in and talk a little bit about Minecraft, dig in and collect the version. dirt beneath. Exactly and use it to build a snowman, <laughs> a dirt man, a dirt man. 
So Minecraft Wii U version was released December 7th, 2015, developed and published by Mojang Studios, and Mojang. it's also released on Windows, <laughs> oh, no. Macs, Mac, Linux, Android, iOS, tvOS, PS3, PS4, PS Vita, Xbox 360, Xbox One, Switch, 3DS, Raspberry Pi, and Fire OS. So everywhere. You can get this everywhere. And I mean, that's part of the reason that uh, this game has sold so many dang copies. Yeah, you can you can literally get it everywhere. If you have an old phone that you want to give your nephew, you can put Minecraft on there. You definitely can. So Minecraft was created by Marcus Persson, a Swedish game developer better known by his online handle Notch. Uh, in 2009, Notch was working at King, which is the mobile giant responsible for games like Candy Crush. Mm, okay. uh, and he was prototyping some of his original ideas in his free time. And one of his earliest concepts was a game called Ruby Dung, which is a <laughs> terrible title, but sure. it's a base building game that's heavily inspired by a previous topic on this game, or on this show, uh, Dwarf Fortress, which oh, we talked yeah, about yeah, in yeah. one of our bonus episodes. So a uh, person took inspiration from an American indie game called Infiniminer, which uh, incorporated a more blocky art style. And then, of course, Legos were a big inspiration for this as well. Uh, but person wanted to incorporate some combat and some RPG-like elements into the game as well. Now, the very first version of what would become Minecraft was shown on YouTube in May of 2009 based on a prototype that Notch knocked out over a weekend. And uh, he made the game available to play publicly later that month using community feedback to update the game kind of on the fly. So it was very much like everyone pitching in and contributing their ideas okay. to the uh, game as it developed. So the official, uh, yeah, so a, eventually a person quit his job and he uh, started a little company called Mojang, which would uh, manage the development of Minecraft. Now the official beta of Minecraft hit in 2010 and it became a word of mouth sensation. It was just one of those things that people were telling each other about and it started drawing crazy amount of views on YouTube because it's like, holy shit, can you believe what you can do in this game? Like yeah. all the different things you can create and all the different stuff. Uh, so within a year... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I got backtracked there. So uh, it's it's pretty incredible to see all the different ways that people have played Minecraft. I just kind of want to divert on that. I was looking today. People have recreated the Palace of Versailles. They have uh, built Minas Tirith from Middle Earth. They've created like actual working fantasy worlds. There's one team that's making a, a scale model of the planet Earth. They're wow. getting everything. And, and, and just to be clear, like to build stuff... The interface in Minecraft is fairly intuitive, but it's not all that fast. No, like no. You, you, it is like like Legos. You're it taking labor, yeah. brick, brick by brick. You have to go get materials to actually build a brick, and yeah. then place that brick on top of another brick. And so to build like the Palace of Versailles is a crazy amount of work. It is. It's insane. And and you know, so people started forming like collectives of different artists who would all work together on these big archaeological builds and people were messing with different uh genres of the game there are survival horror minecraft games there's like this one popular map uh called or it's not just a map it's like a gameplay mode called dropper where you just like make a really really long tunnel and try and fall as far down as you can and avoid obstacles and survive okay you know so lots of different ways to just play the game uh, and it was starting to pick up steam really rapidly. And in uh, 2014, Microsoft bought out Mojang for an absolutely insane $2.5 billion. But I'm sure they've made back on that investment, you know, oh, tenfold, tenfold at this point. At, yeah. uh, no doubt. Uh, so with Microsoft's largesse behind it, Minecraft blew up to unprecedented proportions. And as of this recording, Minecraft is the number one with the bullet best-selling video game of all time. It outstrips Tetris, Grand Theft Auto, Fortnite, Super Mario Brothers, all of this. It is bigger than all of them. 
It has sold more than 238 million copies across all platforms. It's the best-selling paid app on all time of all time on the iTunes Store, uh, and it, it's just become this major cultural touchstone. There's a big convention every year, MineCon, where people come and show off their different builds and kind of meet their favorite creators. Uh, some YouTube creators have become like very wealthy playing mm-hmm. this game and like very famous and successful. Um, I don't know them, but, uh, <laughs> but the, the, the back of Minecraft story mode advertised their inclusion within the game. Yeah. It omitted lots of celebrity like voice actors that are in the game, like that I know of and, and like, but it, it just, it doesn't mention them, yeah. but it does your main, mention your main voice in the game is Patton Oswalt. And on the back, you're like, it says features fan favorites, stampy cap, Dan talks and captain sparkles. And I'm like, wow, this is just gobbledygook. The captain sparkles. <laughs> yeah. With a Z. With a Z. Oh, excuse me. I don't like that one. I only like regular Captain Sparkles. Uh, this has also been one of the rare games to cross over into classrooms. Uh, so Minecraft Education Edition was launched in 2016. And basically, like, it's used in classrooms to help teach, like, STEM fields, you know, to, uh, engineering and math and things like that. Well, I mean, what Pretty Minecraft cool. is for being the top-selling game, it's in some ways not even really a game. Like, it is because you play it for, like, pleasure and it runs on your video game console. Sure. But, like, it's really more of, a, like, a tool set or it's exactly. almost like a really simplified, user-friendly, like, coding language. Like, yeah. what if we put a visual sheen on, like, you know on a coding language so even if you have no idea how coding works you can still like figure out the way that the environment reacts to different things you can be like okay if i because you were messing around with the lava a little bit yeah like and we not that we made any new inroads but you're like okay if i move remove these blocks around the lava it will flow here Mm -hmm. what happens if i flow it into the water and it just really encourages you to sort of experiment with the very basic rules that the world lays out yeah, and I think that's been the crux of like all these crazy builds that people have come up with, like just messing around with stuff and seeing what works. So, I mean, the game was a huge critical success as well. I earned a lot of acclaim for its very open-ended creativity. And uh, in 2020, it was in, entered into the World Video Game Hall of Fame, which is the most recent game in that uh, uh, collection, yeah, like well, within well, 10 years. Well-earned. Well-earned, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, Steve, the blocky hero of the series, has been added as a DLC character to Smash Brothers. Uh, he is the worst character in that game, I think. <laughs> it's, it pains you to admit it. Pains me to admit it. Maybe I'm projecting a little bit on there, but I <laughs> sure. don't know. And the series has been spun off into countless novels, toys, fan fiction, merchandise, clothes, everywhere. everywhere. Which is just so bizarre because it's such... it's. You know, it's a very visually distinct world, but it's not like Steve exhibits some great amount of personality. Aww. It's Sorry, Steve. You try. Real life Steve does, <laughs> but not Minecraft Steve. Yeah. It's in, like, the environments that they drop you in are just, like, I don't. they don't scream, like, man, I really want to know the backstory of this world. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, not, not really, but people have. Like, they've expanded on. They've kind of... It's cool that it's sort of like a blank canvas that you can project your own stories and worlds mm-hmm. onto. You know, they give you the basic elements. You have creepers and endermen and like some kind of hint of a mythology, but it's really up to you to fill it in. Uh, there was a major animated movie uh, in the works directed by uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia's Rob McElhenney and starring Steve hmm. Carell. And that was in the works for nearly three years and had a $150 million budget. But then the executives at Warner Brothers shifted over and they lost faith in the project and just uh, scrapped it. That's crazy. So now, like, there is going to be another Minecraft movie. It's supposed to come out in March of next year, but it's going to be like a live action animation hybrid, which I think is a worse way to go. 
I don't know. Well, it's it's tricky because like we played the the story mode game and yeah. like it's not a very appealing universe to just like live in and look at. No. <laughs> You're like I uh, glad that they committed to this aesthetic. But you just feel very sort of crammed in by it, and it, it's always very dark. I think and, there was there was potential for like a fun Lego movie kind of vibe with. Well, the with Lego the movie is hybrid live action, and I suppose and, that's true. I suppose so. that's true. Yeah. All right, so we do need to talk a little bit about Notch because uh, man, that guy. Uh, <laughs> since his retirement, uh, Notch person has made a full time career of just being a massive piece of shit. Yeah, that's like, what I thought. That's what just I a fucking asshole. Uh, he has been outspoken supporter of every horrible trend of the last decade, <laughs> okay. from Gamergate to anti-trans laws to QAnon to just. Ooh, I think he's like a straight up just white supremacist yeah, now. Yeah. Like, I think he's just very vocal about that. So. His constant horrifying tweets led uh, Microsoft to completely distance themselves from him. They removed his name from all promotional material. They banned him from attending MineCon. Wow. Uh, basically, like his name is still in the uh, credits as a creator, yeah. but other than that, he gets no association with Minecraft anymore. Uh, there's such a dramatic disconnect between like the positive influence of the creation and <laughs> yeah. the negative influence of the creator that it's kind of shocking. And so for some fans, they've just tried to reclaim it there's a popular meme that's uh, Hatsune Miko created Minecraft. And I don't, I had to look this up. Hatsune Miko is like a, uh, she's like a virtual pop star. Oh, It's like sure. popular in Japan. Yeah, she's yeah. just like a, a peppy, positive 16 year old girl that's not a real person. So just they're saying sort she of created, erase, erase notch from existence. Yeah. Which, and apparently the, uh, they're kind of turning the same meme uh, towards another uh, bafflingly terrible billionaire, J.K. Rowling, and saying Hatsune Miko created Harry Potter. It is always it is interesting to me the world of baffling terrible billionaires because you're like, you you guys have made it. You can have your crappy views yeah. and just like live with them and be like, hey, all these other idiots who don't have one out iota of the money and success that I do believe these dumb things. Yeah. And you can just keep that to yourself. Like you're not gaining anything from just villain making yourself a villain amongst all of this. And maybe that's just like, a big disconnect. Like I am always so hyper aware of what people think of me. And sure. like I want people to like think I'm a nice person, you know? And I, I just I have a, such a hard time wrapping your head around like getting so far or, or be like a JK Rowling or John Cleese, you know, who's like decided to dedicate the last little bits of their lives, like the last little moments of their legacy to just being terrible. Sure. Like undermining so much of the great stuff that you've done just to express a shitty opinion. Yeah, it is It is very odd. And you, you just like, if you really believe this, just like do it like Koch Brothers style and like just underhandedly like donate to a bunch of shitty political causes. That's the Don't, American way. Yeah, exactly. Come on. Don't. Anyway, that's enough of those people. That's enough of those people, but I had to address it. Yeah. Um, I did want to look into some urban myths surrounding Minecraft because this is one of those games. It's so big and so infinite. There's all kinds of weird shit in there. And the one that kept coming up, uh, I thought this was pretty fascinating. There was a, a recurring urban myth about a creepy, wide-eyed NPC called Herobrine. So he basically just looks like Steve, except his eyes are pure white. Okay. Um, and there was a streamer named Copeland who first discovered the character back in 2010, and he reported that the character was acting weird. It was like digging in random holes or pulling leaves off trees and then disappearing. Okay. And so there were all kinds of rumors. Some people thought this was just like Notch, like sneaking into other people's games. Some people were saying it was the uh, ghost of Notch's dead brother, uh, which is hard to prove because he didn't have a brother. Okay. So, yeah. Um, I wonder if this, this, this sort of urban myth was inspiration for the Free Guy script. 
I'm wondering. That's, yeah, that's pretty similar to the that, themes of Free Guy. That's what I kept thinking about yeah. when we were watching that movie. Uh, but Copeland recently admitted that Hero Brian is a hoax. He photoshopped it. It's uh-huh. not a real thing. But it has kind of taken on a life of its own. And like you know, so people are fans of Hero Brian and kind of talk about <laughs> it as a kind of like a creepy pasta. Yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah, another young person thing. Another young person thing. I don't get. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's talk about this game. Okay, so yeah, like you said, uh, preface: we are the least informed Minecraft players on the planet Earth. Uh, but the basic gist of it, if you're somehow not familiar with it, is uh, you wander into this randomly generated world full of different elements, and you just need to mine stuff for their resources, craft it into new items, and then build whatever you want to build. The only thing you start with is your fist. Yes, and how it's you, all you need? Yeah, because you got to get some wood to build stuff. And how do you get wood? But you punch a tree. You punch a tree. <laughs> you punch a tree until then. Leave the leaves in the air, but just punch out the center of the tree. Yeah, well, because everything in this world is composed of individual blocks. Right. And such, like the tree is not one unit. The tree no. is like six blocks. Sure. And so you can hit any of these blocks and it just disappears and becomes a piece of wood that you can pick up. Yeah. But then the rem- other five blocks of the tree will just stay there. Yeah. Even yeah, if yeah. the block that you punched out was right in the middle of the tree. Exactly. Yeah. I, I like that kind of physics model of it. It's like everything's just fixed in place all well, the time. I like that a lot too. I really like one thing I really respect about this game. And I like this is something I like a lot about in strategy games. Yeah. Like, uh, through the Breach is one that always comes to mind in this. Into the where, Breach. Yeah. Into the Breach. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Through the Breach is a magic card, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, where they always, everything subscribes to the same rules. Mm-hmm. Like if an enemy, if you turn an enemy around and they attack an enemy, it'll do the same amount of damage as it would to you. Um, and similar here, like everything is just made of these blocks. Yeah. And regardless of, and the lava always flows in a certain direction and like, I don't, I, sorry, I'm not good, or like you can knock out blocks whether you're underwater or not. It's just like you can intuit the way things will react without having experimented with them in the first place. Uh, Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, So, yeah, I needed a little help kind of figuring out where to start. I would recommend the tutorial that's on this disc if you want to Mm -hmm. uh, uh, kind of get started because it it does walk you through the basics. I mean, for as weird as, like, this game, you know, I always associate it as being kind of a kid's game because that is who it's most popular with. But this is, like, a complicated game. It is. It's very complicated. (laughs) The the interface and the training is, like, there's, like, paragraphs of text explaining how you enter your menu and how to build a crafting table. It's not, yeah, like... In some ways, like, the interface here feels like it hasn't changed from, like, 2009. Like, it feels like a rough indie yeah. in a lot and, of that I mean, design. Our, our uh, a kid correspondent who came in earlier said he started playing when he was, like, four or five, you know, when he's probably not reading at a super proficient level, sure. you know. And, uh, like, that's a lot to dig into and just kind of figure it out as you go. And, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's, for me, like, I... It's that generational creep of like feeling like, okay, I need to know what the goal is. Like, what's the point? How do I win? And you don't win. You you just, you're just playing around. And so that can feel a little overwhelming at first. And I did have the moment that I had like the first time I tried booting this up where it's just like, okay, well, I've, I've walked around, I punched a tree, I punched several trees. It's taking a long time to gather anything. This game isn't giving me any idea of what to go. Oh, now it's nighttime. I'm being attacked by things. Bless you. And, uh, <laughs> like, so it, it just felt like I was adrift, you know? Yes. So it, it does help to go to the tutorial. They kind of instruct you. It's like, all right, so gather some wood. Use that wood to build planks. Use that plank to build a crafting table. Now that crafting table will unlock 
tools that you can build, mm-hmm. and that'll make gathering resources easier. So yeah, easier. if you build a pay, like you can you can punch rocks to get stone, yep, but you have to punch, punch it like thirty long. times. Which yeah, is just like real life. You go out and punch a rock; it takes like at least thirty good punches before it breaks into collectible stone. But yeah, you, at least, yeah, yeah. yeah. Depends. I mean, you know, it depends if it's kind of like you know flaky or not. But That's yeah. true. Go yeah. out, try it yourself. Take find the softest rock you can, and then the hard rock. Punch yeah. them until they break. Go up punch and, some schist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if you make a wooden pickaxe, you know, you only have to hit it like five times and then yeah. it will turn into craftable stone. So like, there's a very good, satisfying, like ratcheting up of like, it starts out very, it's kind of like, uh, the game civilization where yeah. like you want to just like build a scout or a worker and it takes like six turns because you have no production. Yeah. And then by the time you get like a thousand years into your civilization, you're building like major wonders in the same amount of time it originally took you to build a warrior. Right. And here it's the same thing. It's like you're just trying to build a pickaxe first. And then once you've sort of get that going, you can be like, oh, now I actually can harvest stuff quickly and build an actual house. And you need to build a house because nighttime will come. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is in the survival mode. Yeah. So there's two, there's, there's three basic modes in this game. Yeah, you can do creator, survival, or adventure. Yeah, and so in the survival mode, um, you get about 10 minutes of the daytime where enemies will not show up, but then in the nighttime, the, like zombies and skeletons will just sort of be walking around, and they deal you a lot of damage. <laughs> like, you could die pretty fast in yeah. this game. Um, if you don't, you know, have a sword or a place to hide. Or I think, yeah, if you build a house, you can just sort of hole up in your house and not be attacked until daylight comes around. And if you die, like, you lose everything in your inventory. Like, it's just all gone. So if you haven't been, like, building stuff or crafting stuff and, like, leaving it places, then you're going to lose that stuff, uh, which can be pretty frustrating, Um, especially if you've been going for a little while. But it will keep... it's, It's one of those games where it's easy to lose track of, like, how long you've been playing without That's dying. That's true. And it, but it will keep like anything that you've built. So if you've gone through and built a house or a, a place to stay or some weird design, like you can then go back to it. Yeah. So the main world is just called Overworld, you know, and it goes, it's randomly generated and it kind of goes on forever, like, which is pretty amazing. Well, like, it kind a, of draws in as you that's go. That's some of the really, that's one of the really smart things about Minecraft in general is aside from the distinct look, like kind of fitting with the vibe of like, oh, you're in a Lego world that builds, it means that it's not very graphically intensive yeah. on any of the, so you can, there's so many devices that can run this. Like, I know that, like, my nephew, his first gaming console was an iPad. Yeah. Or, like, a tablet that, you know, my brother just had laying around, um, which works in, like, that's a, is a great game to put on it. Um, and the other advantage of that low graphical fidelity is it allows you to, to make these huge, huge levels. Like, there's an initial load that isn't super fast, but, like, it's not, it's slow, it's... Not as long as many of the load times we've experienced on the Wii U. No, it's of true. The game loading this entire world. Yeah, and then there's no more load times in the game at all. Yeah, no, that's it's pretty great. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with like the one front loaded load time, uh, which it really isn't bad. So if you're uh, if you want to dig a little deeper underneath the underworld, there's like this fiery cavern world that's just called the Nether. And then there's also another world you can access through a special magical portal called the End. And that's where you get, like, the closest thing this game has to, like, a final boss. That's where you fight the Ender Dragon, which is, uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't know how many, how common it is to go find or beat the Ender Dragon, but that is something you But the game does not, like, when you drop in, the game doesn't lead you to these at all. There's no, no, like, 
text that pop up that's like, you are Steve. You must find and defeat the Ender Dragon that has been haunting the land. Yeah, no, it's... it's Like, if you didn't know that, you would just not pay any attention to that. Yeah, just, you could just go on with your life. Yeah, yeah. it's really no problem. Uh, so, I mean, the Wii U edition does offer a few special features. So, like, it didn't have uh, any touchscreen exclusive features like I thought it might, but it does allow you to play the entire thing on the second screen, which I think is a good way to approach this yes. game. Like, this is definitely a game that, especially if you have a kid who wants to play it, it's very important that they have something portable so they're not taking up the TV all of the time. Exactly, exactly. That's going to be a big help. Uh, you know, but this game does have a couple of different exclusive features like uh, Mario themes. So you have 40 different Mario themed elements and characters that you can use to create your own version of the Mushroom Kingdom and basically just adds a skin to everything. So mm -hmm. now like, now the, the the wolves look like uh, Yoshi's little friend Poochie, you know, or, okay, uh, sure. or is that his name? I or, think it I think is. It is. Yeah, weird. It is. Yeah, it is weird. Yeah, and like the the grass on the ground will now look like those little daisies, you know. So everything's just kind of got a Mario skin on it, which is pretty cool. But like, a and it's playing Super Mario sixty four music. And the skin like is kind of everything in this game. Yeah, like I, I occurred, I'm like, well, why can you pick up flowers? Why do you want to like pick up flowers and hit things with flowers? And it's like, well, because you can decorate with them. Yeah. And like in most games, decorating with them seems like, uh, who cares? Right. But here, decorating with it is everything. It's everything. That's, that's the whole, that's really the goal of this is like create a cool world. You're making or, art. Yeah. Or a cool house, a cool world starring Brad Pitt. Yeah. And um, Ooh, I bet you can create a cool world within Minecraft. <laughs> yeah. I bet someone's done that. <laughs> I don't know. They have to really go deep before they start digging into the Ralph Bakshi can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's have the wizard's world. Let's have the yeah. fire and ice world. But um, like that is sort of the goal is like how cool and impressive can i make just similar the exact same way you make a lego set and like i used to subscribe back when i was a much younger person i would get like lego magazine in the mail oh, yeah. mm -hmm. and kids would like submit pictures of these cool sets that they had made or like instructions for how to make them and like this is very much that same thing it's just everything has been very streamlined yeah because it's so much easier to take a screenshot of what's in the game or stream it directly or get shared from your local streamers. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's a really cool feature that we kind of lose with uh, my Wii U not being able to connect to the internet. Uh, I'm not really able to drop in and check out those other worlds, but that is always a feature that you can do. You know, people share uh, all their different... The worlds are called seeds, I believe, mm -hmm. and uh, I think you use you share them on different databases, and and people go and visit each other's worlds. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this would be this is like a tough sell on the Wii U specifically because unless you really really want that uh, Mario patch, yeah, the Mario texture, which is cool, but like, there's many more convenient ways to play this game where the online features are not shut down. Like I, I know was, you, I was surprised that like in addition to the Mario theme, there was a Halo theme on here. There was Fallout, there was Skyrim, there was uh, Mass Effect. Like, yeah, I was very surprised that there was a Halo theme. Yeah, being as like on the Wii U edition, Microsoft yeah. product. You think Nintendo would be like, nope, don't put. You think either Nintendo or Microsoft would be like, nope, don't put that in because you know Nintendo is not letting them use Mario in the other version. Yeah, There's yeah. no fucking way. Like you know that. Uh. Man, okay, I don't even know what else to okay, say. Okay, so there's you, that's your survival mode. That's kind of yeah. your default. And then there's creative where there's no day-night cycle. Yeah, there's, and the the, uh, the enemies have been removed, and it's just basically build stuff. Just gather and build, yeah. And then the adventure mode is kind of... So you just wander around? You kind of wander around in pre-built worlds, and sometimes there'll be objectives that they leave out for you. So we were messing around with the Mario one. And, like, it won't let you break down anything, but it is just these very lushly designed recreations of the Mushroom Kingdom. And it's really cool to watch 
how you can apply these other game mechanics to Minecraft. Like, you know, you, the pipes are just like literal physical things that you have to fall down, but you have to think to put water at the bottom of them so that you don't die in the fall. Oh, sure. You know, in different ways of kind of adapting the Minecraft formula. I mean, it's it's a remarkably flexible system for how simple it is. Mm-hmm. And they added these uh, features called redstones, which are basically, uh, they, they let you build mechanisms. So you can kind of automate everything. And that's how, like, one player built an entire working uh, like a world-sized Game Boy Color with Pokemon Red on it that you wow. can play, like in real life. That's so crazy. It's insane to me. And you, Well, I mean, I guess that is another part here. It's like really this game kind of integrates these sort of weird urban myths that we've, we sort of grew up on, but like it sort of puts them in the game. Yeah. Because like there was like in Pokemon, just because that's what comes to mind, there was like that weird truck where you could like, people were like, oh, you can push this truck and it will unlock this random Pokemon. Yeah. But here like that is something that could be there and the worlds are so big that like there's plenty of book like the library checks out tons of books that are like guides to uncovering all these different worlds in minecraft and these just sort of things because the game gives you no sense of direction you're always feeling like you're finding something new yeah and that's like really cool that that is what kids want is to always be exploring something new um, and discovering something as they grow older. Yeah, yeah, I think that's great. I mean... Here's here's my question. Yeah. Do you think Minecraft is any fun? I was not having fun in in the traditional sense, I guess. Like, uh, um, this is not the kind of game I would play for fun, I think. Like, I because... Uh, and I've talked about that a lot and just the fact that, like, Game builder games are uh, a hard sell for me, which is why it was kind of amazing that Mario Maker worked so well. And I think it was yeah. because it had that end point. It had that, it had a familiar structure for me to play around with. And then the goal is like you build something, it's pretty easy to build something and you can whenever you want and drop back and play it. Yeah. Like the game is very clearly integrated here where like... I, I think my my weird takeaway on Minecraft is that I... I love it, but it's not for me. Like it's it's kind of a weird way to say it, but like I love that this exists. I love seeing what people can create. I love the the sense of community that's developed around it. I'm glad that this is the top selling game of all time instead oh, God, of Grand yeah. Theft Auto Five. Oh hell yeah, like, yeah, that, absolutely. It just reflects better on us as a species. It I really think. does. It really does. And I mean, seriously, even if you've never like looked at a Minecraft video before, go look some up. See what people have come up with because. It really is so amazing and so encouraging, uh, and especially you know, like we're we're childless men, you know, but we we've, we've seen, like, seeing what kids can build and seeing what kids can make really gives me a lot of hope for the future. Like uh, that sounds like a cheesy thing to say for Minecraft, mm-hmm. but like honestly, like I, I do believe that. Like seeing what some of these little kids can come up with. I, all that being said, I don't think it's a game. I'm going to invest much more time in if I'm just being totally yeah. honest, just because it, the ship has sort of sailed for me on that. Like if there was ever a time where I was going to really dig in and get into Minecraft and get super good at it, that was that was a long time ago. Um, and, and it's just not there for me. But I would never take it away from anybody. I don't dislike it in any way. It's it's just kind of not for me, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I think it's like the the... I think part of being a kid is, like, a confidence and wonder that, like, what you create, like, people will give a shit about. Or yeah. it's, like, excited. You're like, look at what I created. And then, like, for me, as That's I've why got, I was always making people look at me jumping in the pool. Yeah, doing handstands, <laughs> yeah. all that kind of stuff. Cannonball, like, all this stuff, it seems impressive and exciting. Like, yeah. the adults in your life have never seen this before. 
But this is like actually impressive and exciting well, what people can yeah, do. Well, just to be clear, like that's only a very small minority of people oh, of who course, have made these crazy things. Like most kids are like, hey, look, I built my own like little mm. car I can drive around in. Like, and, no, you can't. <laughs> shut up, kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah, good. Good for you. And but I do think as you get older, like that's something that I've really struggled with is like. Does anyone care? Like, I don't, this is not impressive to me. I don't care about this thing I built. Does anyone else care? Yeah. And I feel like once that's your mindset, like, Minecraft doesn't offer as much to you. No. Like, if you're not going to be like, wow, I'm going to build this great world, because as soon as you're aware of, like, the other amazing things that people have built, you're just like, mine will never be as good. Why should I even bother? Yeah. (laughs) No, it's it's easy to get in that, and, and... But I mean, I just, I still just love this as a tool. I love that it's being incorporated into education mm-hmm. the way it is. And like, I think it's a net positive force on the oh, world. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it really I, is. I totally agree. It's just, it, it is so odd to be like, this thing is so popular and I don't think that it's a fun game. Like, like weird. At, yeah. And, at and all. maybe like, fun it brings isn't me the like, point, you know, but like, right. But yeah. again, it's for a medium that has so much, like, people think of video games like, oh, those are just for fun. You know what I mean? Like, that's always been the stereotype. Like, that's yeah, not a creative yeah. way to spend your time because they're just like, you're going to waste your time playing video games for fun. But it's yeah, like yeah. the top selling, most popular one is a game that really doesn't even try to be fun. Like, <laughs> Oddly, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's you know, kind of the, the equivalent of, you know, in comedy, they tell you don't chase the laugh. You know, yeah. in this one, they, they say don't chase the fun. They're, they'll, the kids will find the fun. Like, people mm-hmm. will find the fun in this if you just give them the opportunity. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I think we need to put a cap on sure. Minecraft there and talk about our next game. Plenty of plenty of talk about Minecraft on the internet from people There's who know so much, much more than us. Yeah, absolutely. But thanks for bearing with us on that as we felt through our feelings on Minecraft. Let's talk about our next game today, and that is Minecraft Story Mode. This was released December 13th, 2016, developed and rele- published by Telltale Games, and it was also released on Xbox 360, Xbox One, PS3, PS4, Switch, Windows, iOS, Apple TV, Mac OS, Android, and Netflix. Huh? Huh? Yeah, this is the one of the only games I can think of that you can play on Netflix. Unless you like, count the Black Mirror episode Bandersnatch. That's right. one of my favorite games. It's a great game. <laughs> oh, existentialism. Love it. Yeah, like you you basically you could just look it up on Netflix. It's on there listed as like a show, I think with six or seven episodes. And it's just showing you the game and you make some critical choices for like dialogue options. It's kind of uh, a reduced version of the game, but it's a perfectly playable version of the game. I mean, game. It, it it delivers what this game what matters in this game. Yeah. Like, that'll branch off. Go ahead. Well, let's talk about Telltale. I want to talk about Telltale. Telltale's intense. Um, it's so it's they have really a, weird that this is the only Telltale game for the Wii U. Kind of strange. Because this felt like they were I, right around their heyday. I imagine there were a lot more on the Wii U store that you could download oh, as far as like physical releases. Sure. I, okay. Don't quote me, but I think this is our only one. Okay. So Telltale Games was founded in 2004 by former members of LucasArts. Uh, and the company's goal was to produce narrative-focused adventure games that use their their in-house engine, which they call the Telltale Tool. So if you've ever played one of these games, you kind of know what that looks like. The company saw the potential and, and with the burgeoning digital download space, so they wanted to do episodic releases, kind of like a TV show, mm-hmm. of like shorter narrative-focused games. 
Um, now, they started off with a simple Texas Hold'em game before they secured their first license to test their new market strategy, and that license was Jeff Smith's Bone, which is oh. one of my favorite comics ever. I did not know there was a Telltale game based on it. The, the early days of Telltale are like a li- were sort of obscure. Like the games yeah. were well regarded. Like they did a Strong Bad game. Yeah, uh, that Sam, was when I first came. Aware yeah, of them. Sam and Max. Tales um, of Monkey Island. They brought that one back. Yeah, and like, like this stuff was cool and was very much a throwback to sort of the LucasArts style of adventure game with like heavier puzzles, walking around, and then they sort of had a big breakthrough with The Walking Dead. Right. I mean, they'd, they'd tried with this formula a couple times. And, and kind of the the catch or like the, the gimmick with Telltale Games is that you can apply any license to it and it'll work. Sort of like, uh, like the Lego games. You know, you just try out these different franchises and see what sticks. But that, you know, so that, they did that a Back started. to the Future. They did a Jurassic Park. Neither of those were really big hits. Mm. But the big hit, the one that really kind of put them on the map, was season one of The Walking Dead in 2012, which became one of the most acclaimed games of the year. And I think it's generally kind of considered as their that this company's yeah. masterpiece. It's an amazing game. It really is. It's an incredible game. Like all Telltale games, you kind of have to get on board with their pacing and with their style. Like well, you're not going to be very actively engaged You're that was that was the breakthrough playing. was like in those strong you know the homestar runner games or the sam and max ones it was very much like the older style of adventure game for you yeah. walk around you talk to people and the the narrative will go will go at the same pace that you go at like you have to solve a puzzle to advance the story right and so they don't really you have to be a fan of adventure games to enjoy those early telltale games right whereas yeah. with walking dead they're just like you know what, we're just going to show a story, give you the most rudimentary possible puzzles to feel like you're engaged, but most of it is just choosing options from a dialogue tree. Yeah, that's the 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 brunt of the challenge from Telltale Games just comes from your branching paths or how you're going to respond to any given situation because different characters will remember how you react, they'll treat you differently, different story paths will open depending on how you choose. So that's kind of where the challenge and comes from. I think that the Walking Dead game was such a prime example of of that game that works the best because like that structure of making tough moral decisions is so baked into the walking dead property. Absolutely. Cause that's like, that's the heart of the walking dead or like, Oh shit, we're stuck in a vault with this person and he got bit by a zombie. Like What's what are right we going to do, do about him? Yeah. And so like, it just is a perfect mashup of gameplay and tone. And, and it helped that like they set a benchmark with walking dead for, uh, the writing and the voice acting. Like I think this, that was the game that elevated. It's like, okay, this isn't just going to be a a story. This is going to be a really well told story, a really smart story. And uh, try getting through season one of walking dead without crying. Oh yeah. Just try it. Just try it. I don't think you can. And the only like, and I think there was kind of diminishing returns after that because they were able to apply this gameplay formula, like you said, to so many different things they, but they, they spun it off a lot. So we had we had uh, 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 the Wolf Among Us, which was spun off from Fables. Yep, which which was neat. Yeah. Like it was a cool sort of fairy tale aesthetic kind of noir theme. Yeah. But again, none of it plays as strongly as The Walking Dead because it's not as grounded in like these hard moral choices. It's true, and, I, and I think each game kind of adapts to suit their license to their yeah. own degree. Like 
I think my personal favorite after Walking Dead is Tales from the Borderlands mm-hmm. because it's very funny. Very funny. It's very funny and it's very smart. And uh, they find different ways to incorporate the world of Borderlands mm-hmm. in a way you haven't seen before. But we also have Batman, Game of Thrones, Guardians of the Galaxy, lots of different takes. Some were better than others. And it's like, yeah, like Batman and Guardians of the Galaxy, for example, which I think of as like big licenses, those games didn't really make much of a splash. People just didn't, because yeah. like you feel like if you're playing as Batman, like Batman's moral choices are already pretty set. You right. you don't feel like there's some path that you could go on in like character in Walking Dead is named like Everett or something. Uh Lee. 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 Yeah. Um why do I think his name's Everett? Is it Lee Everett? I don't, I don't know. know. It okay. Might be. Anyway, um, you don't know like what decisions that character is going to make because you haven't met him, and you're like, yeah. I'm going to decide here. Whereas Batman, you're like, yeah, these are the things that Batman would do. So it doesn't and feel as personal. I only played season one of the Batman game. I will say that that approaches it in a very smart way because it is a it is a Bruce Wayne game. Oh, like okay. more than sure. anything else, it is about what life is like as Bruce Wayne and how Bruce Wayne interacts with the world. That which is, is clever. It's just a, a nice way to approach it. Um, now the games were generally well received and they were selling okay, but the working conditions at Telltale had gotten pretty toxic. Uh, the company enforced a nonstop crunch time culture because mm-hmm. they were cranking these games out and they were bringing in more licenses all the time. So the developers were working insane hours for decreasing pay. Uh, developers were going frustrated because the executives weren't interested in evolving beyond what The Walking Dead established. They yeah. wanted to keep using the Telltale tool without really refining it much. So all of these games kind of look the same, and they feel the same, and they started to feel a little antiquated after and it, a while. And it's the same thing that we've, you know, we talked about when we talked about Tony Hawk on the Patreon episodes. Yeah. It's like eventually the public just kind of tires of this, and it's inevitable. And even if the games maintain a high level of quality when you saturate the market, like people just lose interest. And if you had just like been like, Hey employees, maybe we don't need to crunch so hard. Yeah. And let's release one of these every year or yeah. every other year instead of like three per year or whatever. Like yeah. the, 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 the public's interest will keep up with them. And I, I think that just is what killed the company in the end. Uh, they finally shut down in 2018 in the middle of the development cycle for, um, uh, walking dead, the final season. Yeah which they, they did eventually release through a different company. A very truncated version of that did hit the market. But uh, it left a lot of other game licenses like up in the air. Like They had entered specifically into this deal with Netflix for Minecraft Story Mode so that they could produce a Stranger Things game, which mm. would be very well suited for yeah. this style of game. But they just uh, they just kind of fucked it up. The, the management there just worked their team too hard for too little and didn't respect their workers. And uh, now we have no more Telltale games, which is, just, which is a bummer. Yeah. But, they left an interesting legacy behind. I, I think these games always gelled with me and my particular interests and, and style, so I, I always enjoyed them, uh, and, and I enjoyed this one that we're talking about today, too. Mm-hmm. So let's jump in to a little bit about this. So, um, yeah, they they uh, wanted to make the Minecraft license, which is pretty open-ended, as we said. Yes. Like, there's not a whole, a whole lot of established mythology in this and or, or memorable characters, so it's pretty open-ended. The developers wanted to uh, give it kind of a Goonies feel, like a like a kids in peril, like fun '80s adventure thing. So they even brought in a lot of the cast members from Goonies. So I see. Corey Feldman's in here, Martha Plimpton's in here, um, and the game was initially conceived, uh, yeah, kind of as like that soft PG thirteen sort of style. I think it was 
uh, brought down a little further to be like a, a G or PG. Yeah, this might thing. be on sort of the same level as like the the Lego Movie. Yeah, of like it's appropriate for most ages, but there'll be jokes in there for yeah all ages. Or yeah, that's a that's a good comparison, I think. Uh, and the, the this disc is marked as the complete edition, which contains all eight episodes from season one. There was also a season two released later, which you could not play on the Wii U. So story wise, uh, yeah, the the. You play as a character named Jesse. Uh, you can choose to be either male or female. If it's female, it's Catherine Tabor doing the voice. And if it's male, it's Patton Oswalt. Uh, Jesse is a plucky young builder living in Overworld who sets out on a quest to find four mystical heroes known as the Order of the Stone. Along the way, he's joined by his friends who are played by Ashley Johnson, Brian Posehn, Scott Porter, and Ma- Martha Plimpton, in addition to the crew's pet pig, Ruben. Uh, yeah, and so the, 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 these games are kind of known for their storytelling for their their humor their kind of uh uh witty sort of uh, uh dialogue and, options and i mean this one is obviously going to lean more into humor this is not like you're you're yeah. hit with like ho- heavy moral choices about whether you need to fry your pig to survive or something no, like this no 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 nothing it's, like that it's, it's, it's all pretty light and, and it's pretty and friendly good. like yeah. it, it's definitely the the kid friendliest game that telltale has made probably since homestar like yeah. uh yeah so uh, and th- they they brought in a star-studded cast for this, probably because Minecraft is just bleeding money. Yeah. So we got Paul Rubens, Billy West, Sean Astin, Corey Feldman, John Hodgman pops in there a little oh, bit. Lots of cool people. Uh, and this game also features, as we mentioned, cameos from popular Minecraft YouTubers all playing themselves. <laughs> uh, and I did not know who any of them were. Yeah. Which was right. also, I mean, not to go back to Free Guy again, which is a movie I, I generally liked. But uh, all the cameos from real life YouTubers was another thing that just made me feel like I was going to turn to dust and blow away. Yeah, no, so I don't it, know who. These it was like a smart are. addition in the game and made sense. But yeah. it was you're just like, what is going on? And then they showed Alex Trebek, and you're like, oh, so sad. Yeah, <laughs> oh, see, yeah, oh, that might have been one of the last things he did. Yeah, uh, so it's it's kind of you know, Telltale Games is sort of a big topic to cram in at the end of a Minecraft episode yeah. because there's just so much ground to cover, but. There's also not a whole lot to talk about if we're not going beat by beat on the story. Because, right. as we said, this game can be played entirely on Netflix, which removes uh, the very minimal gameplay interactions you have And most here. of the gameplay, like, um, is you kind of just walk around and, like, talk to people and... Um, you know, just follow into the next story beat. And then, like, you might, like, use an item. Like, I had to trade my sword to get my pig back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Things like that, you know. They're very basic puzzles. Like, you have to get sneak past a guard by releasing a bunch of chickens. Yeah, and Um, sometimes it'll ask you to craft, but it's not like going out and gathering a bunch of resources. There will be the three items you need within this play space. You need to walk over, look at them, pick them up, bring them back to the crafting table. Like, it's it's not complex, but it is still paying reference to the series. Yeah, and I think it's adopted the... The, the blocky style in a very cute way. Yeah. I, I think all the characters look really nice. They're given a lot more distinctive uh, facial features than Steve has with his blank visage, you know, and they've got moving mouths and stuff like that. So there, there's a good amount of personality, and I think all the voice cast is having fun with it. Yes. Um, I do think that, like, this is one... I mean, I, the only Telltale games that I've played through start to finish are Walking Dead Season 1 and Tales from the Borderlands. And I do feel like... Because those are not properties I have a strong attachment to, but right. I do feel like those are both of a high enough quality that I care about the story yeah. and I care about the characters. Here, I don't... Just because I don't care about the Minecraft world at all and because it is aimed at a younger audience, yeah. I don't feel like I would have much of a drive to like really see how this story plays out. 
that it, that was kind of where I landed on it too. Like it's it's been a while since I played through a Telltale game, and uh, you know I, I think the only one I didn't like fully get into was Game of Thrones, just because I thought it was kind of boring. But mm-hmm. um, you know, I I liked everything here. I, but again, I think we just with how busy I am I, with everything else going on in my life, like I don't know that I could really sit down and play an entire series of this. And game. I imagine that like Game of Thrones seems like an odd choice because it's already based on a show so it's essentially competing directly with something that you could already watch whereas tales from the borderlands is like a different take on borderlands i guess walking dead is based on a show yeah that's that's true but but yeah and and you know they they tried with the game of thrones one like they made you be like one of the the families that is never really addressed in the books or the movies like they're mentioned but you don't really know anything about them so you get to explore like what they're doing while Ned Stark is off getting his head chopped off. Spoiler, sure. um, but you know, it I mean, just, spoiler it, like every character gets their head chopped. Yeah, off yeah, it's eventually. a thing. It's a thing. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, it wasn't. Uh, I I didn't feel terribly compelled to play through this entire game, even though I was enjoying what was coming up. There's like cute little, you know, sometimes there'll be quick time events. Like uh, there's a training montage early on where you have to be really quick about like. Uh, doing push-ups or or uh, chopping down objects or building your Enderman statue, you know, uh, it's it's all very cute. Like I, it's it's very enjoyable. It's just I don't know if I could sit and do the whole thing. Yeah, I think I think the main role of the podcast here is more of like this is a public service announcement announcement that this product exists, and That's- if you have a kid who's really into Minecraft and like they want to watch something, like yeah. they might enjoy this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and you can watch it on Netflix. You can, <laughs> which is uh, noteworthy, I think, because I, I don't think anything else has ever done that. Uh, and there are very few genres of games that would translate to that. But Telltale Games absolutely would. Yeah. You could bring all of them over. To but this. like the Wii U version, especially, doesn't. And then again, I guess you could play it on the handheld yeah. again, like if your kid wants to watch something while you're watch, playing something else. Yeah, totally. Um, so that that definitely has a role, but like. This game had like embarrassingly long load times. Yeah, like it took longer to load this game than it did to hold out a whole world in regular Minecraft. Oh yeah, which yeah, it was kind of gross. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Do we have anything else to say about this one? No, I'm curious to know where these end up rating because I honestly have no idea. I'm really curious uh, about that as well because there's I feel like there are so many asterisks on these, yeah. but uh, I'm I'm gonna attempt to look at my ratings here and kind of figure it out. So, I I think I have. I think I have a good idea of where I want these. If you want to take a look, so I'm sure. I'm gonna put Minecraft at number six, just above We Fit You and under Super Mario 3D World, and then I'm gonna put Minecraft Story Mode underneath We Fit You. So kind of making a sandwich of fitness okay. there. Um, fitness sandwich. It comes it, with sprouts and hummus. It, it feels weird because even. You know, we usually play these games for like an hour, and oftentimes that's enough to get the gist and kind of see everything the game has to offer. Uh, and that's really not the case with either of these. Uh, and they're both kind of they're both they're both different approaches to video games than we've really seen from anything else before. So all of these kind of come with qualifications, and I think ultimately I'm just going to be talking about the the social impact that it has uh, and and like if I think this is a net positive for the world, and I think both of these cases it is, except for the poor developers who had to work on it. Sure. Um, and the the shitty creator of the product. Itself. Yes, that guy uh, can suck a butt. Sure. 
Um, yeah, well, for me, like, as much as tempting to get into the social implications of the thing in the world, um, I just don't think, especially, like, I don't think Minecraft is very much fun. And, like, okay. that's that's why I play games, and that's that's what I want. And, like, I think I would probably have fun if, like, I was hanging out with my nephew and watching him play Minecraft and explaining to me why he was doing what he was doing. Sure. But that's not really the game itself. Um, I'm putting it number 20 right below Sniper Elite V2. Wow. Okay. Um, which is a game, again, like, that's, like, the very baseline of lower level of, like, this is kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, sure, sure, where, sure. Uh, um, and then, and again, like the story mode is a, a tremendously difficult game to place because it, it is really just like, how would you rate the Minecraft TV show? And it's like, well, I don't know. Cause I don't care about Minecraft and I watched it for 20 minutes. Um, right. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to, yeah, it's definitely hard. So I'll just put it right under Minecraft at number 21, which is, you know, not, not a fair placement for either of these being as they're, you know, the no, most popular but- game in the world. Um, I think it's interesting that we're both coming at it from pretty different perspectives on that. Yeah, I think too. we like share we're, a we're, general opinion on these. That's games, the thing. Yeah, we're we're kind of on the same page, but our ratings are vastly different yeah. just because we're looking for different things from this game. Uh, well, thank you for bearing with us on that. Uh, uh, we've, I mean, we've hopefully, learned a lot. We'll, hopefully, we've a lot. You say bearing with us, but like, hopefully, you list that of choice, and it was still interesting. And well, I'm, no, that's that's what I think. It's just I'm I'm just if if there are Minecraft fans out there listening, pulling their hair out oh, right that's now. I just true. hope we've established like where we're coming from. Sometimes I do get worried about that. Like there was a Retronauts episode that came out a few uh, months ago on Battletoads, and I'm oh. like, I can't listen to this because I know that they'll get things wrong, and I'll I know be like, more than you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, but I do imagine that there actually are probably a lot of people who listen to this podcast who are in the same boat as us because they have like nostalgia for the Nintendo 64 and and, and then are just baffled by Minecraft. Yeah, so. a lot of the Wii U is just kind of uncharted territory or like it, we're, we're out of our nostalgia comfort zone. Yeah. So it, it's, it's interesting to look at. Uh, we have one letter this week. So thank you for sending that. Our letter begins. Hey there, Studi. Bam, you've been shipped. We've been we've been shipped. Okay, oh, well, that's good. our couple Congra- names. Congratulations. Studi. Uh, <laughs> <it's> the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to you describe the sense of satisfaction that came with shattering the bones of Nazis in Sniper Elite V2 reminded me of one of my favorite, this game is bad, but its sense of over-the-top violence makes it good games, Stranglehold. Oh, I don't know Stranglehold. Uh, released in the 360 era, this video game sequel to John Woo's Hard Boiled puts you into the shoes of Chow Yun-Fat as a gritty cop who has to mow down waves of Hong Kong gangsters to save his daughter or something. Oh, this game sounds good. It's pretty fun, yeah. I never saw the movie this game was based on. Uh, I didn't really pay attention to the game's plot, and on its surface, it was a pretty generic third-person shooter, but I loved it because of the superpowers your character is equipped with, including the ability to slow down time in order to zoom in pistol shot to shoot off a bad guy's gooseberries when you (laughs) slid down a handrail like Tony Hawk. Nice. Anyway, my question is, are there any games that you find yourself loving for the spectacle, despite knowing the game is a C-plus at best? Cheers, and thanks for always finding the fun in the games you play, and always bear faith and true alliance to Prince Valiant. And that is from Troidal Power. Thank thanks you, Troidal Troy. Power. Prince Valiant will be coming back soon. I had to return him to the library again. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> he, 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 the prince shall return yeah. in Tomorrow Never Dies. Uh, all right, so are there any kind of Z-grade like games that you he said enjoy? C, C plus. I know, I'm, I'm downgrading. It's a yeah. C plus. Yeah, yeah. Like kind I'm of, sorry, I don't, I, mean, I, I don't know Troidal Power's... No, Gender no, no. identity. But, no, no, uh, no. Uh, yeah, so the, the one that springs to mind is actually kind of similar to Stranglehold in that it's like loosely based on a movie. 
uh, and that's Wanted, uh, the 2007 game based on the movie Wanted with James McAvoy, uh, which features bullet curving mechanics, oh, uh, like in the movie, uh, which makes it very, very stupid, uh, but kind of fun in a, a dumb, like, action reflexy kind of way. I mean, the game that comes to mind that immediately when I think of spectacle is Def Jam Fight for New York, but that yes. game is not a C minus. That game's like an A. That's a that's um, a triple plus. Yeah, that's, exactly. Uh, so the game, the other game that comes to mind is uh, the game, the original Just Cause. Yes, or just yes. cause. When, um, just cause. Just cause. Yeah, yeah. You want to because like that game has great grappling hook mechanics. Yes, where you can just do all kinds of very goofy grappling helicopter based things yeah um that, I, it, it's a very floppy loose game with bad physics but uh that, that's a fun part of it uh just cause 2 was one i spent so much time like dicking around with and i could not tell you a single part of the story because i skipped every cutscene. i could not care less about what was going on in that game i just wanted to tether stuff to helicopters and make crazy explosions. Yeah. So yeah, I'm with you on those. The, the open open world games not a genre I care for very much. But no. There was definitely. Uh, I think that they could be very conducive to the, making those kind of crazy moments. Like the original Mercenaries is another one where you can just call in like giant airstrike after giant airstrike. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good pick as well. Thank you for that question, Troy. That's making me think back on some very dumb games that I might want to play again yeah. at some point. So, and I uh, also want to rewatch Hard Boiled because that's a fucking good movie. If you haven't seen John Woo's Hard Boiled, really good. I have an I have an announcement. Yes. Um, we don't do very much just like straight up plugs. We always try to like stealthily integrate them into uh, <laughs> into the episode. But here I'm making no effort to be stealthy. Oh, yeah. Bring which it. is that our Patreon um, is now have weekly episodes on the deep dive. Yes. Um, meaning we're going to be right now we're talking about Star Fox, but then there's going to be Streets of Rage, more Star Fox and then Jaws games. So there's. Already, the mammoth con- quantity of content that was on our Patreon is growing. Take it um, and double it. Yeah. More so stuff. Ch- check that out. Um, and the other exciting aspect of our Patreon is it no longer is erroneously tagged with adult content. Yeah. Um, so if you if we've announced that you should check out our Patreon before and you couldn't find it. Um, you can find it now. You can find it now. It's actually there. We're um, no longer porn. Yeah. <laughs> thank, thank goodness. Um, audio porn. Yes. <laughs> which I'm, which totally exists. But um, so, yeah. Check out check out our Patreon. Um, that's really, there's a lot of energy being put in there and a lot of cool content. There is. We're, we're sick of us complaining about the Wii U. <laughs> we're we're going to be having some fun with it. And uh, thank you so much to all the new patrons that have signed on recently and helped push us over that goal. Really means a lot. Uh, and there's just so much going on over there. Uh, you will not be sorry if you sign up. Even at the $5 level, you'll get 70-something episodes now, mm-hmm. plus two ex- plus four extra episodes a month. Yeah, That's growing like, at an absurd rate. Yeah, absolutely. So check that out. Tell your friends. And be sure to come back next week. As mentioned, we are playing Star Fox on our Patreon mm. show. And there are a couple of Star Fox games on the Wii U that's going to kind of correspond with our release date. So next week, we are playing Star Fox Zero and Star Fox Guard, two Star Fox games on the Wii U. So we're going to do it. Question mark? Yes. Yeah, we'll see. Neither of us have played these before. No idea what the deal is with either of them. I think one of them is like a tower defense game, so it's going to be weird. All right, we will see you all then. Thank you so much. Uh, Minecraft, Minecraft, Minecraft. I'm going to make some wood out of your desk. Stop punching my desk. Stop punching my desk. Okay, you can punch it. Okay.